0: Hello again. We're so glad you've decided to get back to our mental health podcast, where we are learning how to communicate better with people experiencing mental challenges. Today's topic is rather relatable in that we have all been in similar situations, whether we've liked it or not. Think of the most recent difficult conversation you've had. Perhaps you had to sit down and have a serious talk with a friend, family member, or coworker. How was it? In our last podcast, we talked about the hidden signs of mental illness and the correct way to approach someone who's struggling. Starting a conversation with someone on a sensitive topic is no easy feat. These types of conversations can become uncomfortable and terrifying, mostly because we lack the confidence and direction to navigate turbulent exchanges. This is why today's podcast is so necessary. We can change or save someone's life simply through words. Under certain circumstances, people might stammer, stumble over words, and say things in anger or frustration they now regret. You may be cringing thinking about how badly you fumbled a difficult conversation or two, but that's okay. We've all been there, so let's discuss how we can improve our conversation skills. Let's move forward and look at the three keys to starting a hard conversation. Key number one is being prepared. Although you don't need to memorize a script, we recommend preparing a few simple questions to start the conversation. We'll be giving you several examples to choose from later on in the podcast. As bad as it is to be unprepared, being over-prepared is just as detrimental. When you rehearse a conversation in your head, you develop unfair expectations. Using open questions like, how are you really? prevents us from steering the conversation towards a pre-planned goal or imagined outcome. In sum, prepare some conversation starters and let go of any expectations. Key number two is focusing on your feelings. You never wanna start a conversation with a question like, why don't you ever call me? Or an accusation like, you never wanna hang out. The main reason is that it immediately puts the other person on the defensive. Defensive people clam up and build a wall around them so they don't get hurt. Keep communication channels open by talking about how you feel about the situation instead of blaming the other party. Use phrases like, because I haven't received a call from you, I feel hurt or I feel worried because we don't see each other often. Notice in those statements, there are no absolutes. Stay away from words like always, never ever or all. Our third and final key is being considerate of the other person. How would you feel if someone tried to talk to you about a personal topic while you were busy or in a group of people? When it comes to difficult conversations, people typically don't appreciate being in the spotlight. Choose a time that is convenient and a place that is free from distractions. You can even start by saying, hey, would you like to go on a walk? If they decline? Respect their space and ask, can we chat sometime next week? When will you be ready to talk? How would you approach coworkers or acquaintances? Follow the same rules, but keep in mind that they may not be as comfortable confiding compared to a friend or a family member. Here's a suggestion. You seem tired. Is it the workload? If you need someone to talk to, I'd be happy to lend a listening ear. Why are hard conversations so hard? Fear of rejection and possibly pushing away the other person is rooted in childhood. As a child, if you wanted to talk about a problem or issue and received a harsh response, you would shy away from these difficult discourses. Be aware of the fact that talking to someone about a sensitive issue may trigger some painful memories and negative emotions for you. Is there a way of starting a hard conversation without spending hours untangling your issues with a therapist first? There is. Grab a pen and paper and jot these conversation starters down. You could start by asking them about their life. This way, the other person feels free to lead the discussion in the direction they're comfortable with. For example, I'm so happy we've met. How's your life going? Is life taking an unexpected turn? You can always count on me. How are you today? Do you want to grab a coffee and have a chat? Let them know how much they mean to you. By stating how much you care, you are helping them feel safe and secure with you. You can say things like, Do you know how proud I am of you? You can never disappoint me. Do you know how important you are to me? I love you. Do you feel alone? Please don't. You will always have me in your corner. Give them an open invitation to talk. We want the other person to confide in us when they feel comfortable and ready. Here are some ideas. Are you hungry? We can grab a bite to eat or go for a stroll. Do you have a few moments to talk? I have something on my mind I'd like to share with you. Are you feeling better? Take your time. I'll help you get through this. Lastly, we can ask an open question and follow it with a positive statement, like these. Are you going through a difficult time? I know that you're a strong person and that you'll get through it. How are you feeling right now? Just know that dark feelings won't last forever. If you notice, all these conversation starters convey gentle concern and security. The other person will feel like you're there to listen without judgment and that you won't run away from them. Which conversation starter would you put to the test? Let's say your conversation starter really got the person to start talking about their struggles and challenges. What do you do next? How should you respond? Are there things you should say or not say? Are you wondering what you would do then? Our time is finished, but our mental health conversations are not. Come join us for the next podcast, where we will tell you exactly what to do and say when someone shares their mental problems with you. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you soon.